Hey y'all, hey y'all. I'm Ash. And I'm Soph. And, and we're, we're the, the Travel, travel Brats. Brats. Welcome to our podcast. We've been putting the brat in travel. Since 2020. And we're just getting started. From hidden gems to world-class travel. We've been sharing travel hot and not destinations from a bird's eye view and a party of two. two. So what's on the itinerary today? Morning, Travel Brats. It's Ashley here. I'm going to be doing a solo episode because I want to get down to the nitty and gritty about Napa Valley. If you've been following along on Instagram, TikTok, I was in Napa Valley about a month and a half ago. I was celebrating mine and my mom's graduation. So back in December, I graduated with my MBA and my mom graduated with her doctorate. So we wanted to do a very big trip to commemorate that. So Napa Valley, a lot of wine tasting goes on there. There are so many wineries. And if you look up things to do, it is so overwhelming. It took us about a month to finally put everything together. But I've compiled the top four, in my opinion, of where you need to hit when going to Napa Valley. So if you also listen to the San Francisco episode two episodes ago, I talked about how we flew from Fort Myers, Florida, had a layover in Dallas, and then went over to San Francisco. We spent a day and a half there, and then we hired a driver to then pick us up and take us to Napa Valley and do a couple of wine tours on the way there. So that was definitely the move. We ended up looking for the driver through Viator, um, TripAdvisor, and then we started looking up their websites. And once we were actually in Napa Valley, we started to make some connections. We hired Uber drivers um, everywhere we needed to go when we didn't have a driver. And a lot of the Uber drivers actually have Um, transportation companies or have connections for you too so definitely ask around but these are the top four for wine tasting pairings I'm going to tell you about tours and so getting picked up in San Francisco the route to get to Napa Valley you have to go through Sonoma Sonoma is known a lot for its wines and incredible views so we wanted to start in Sonoma and that actually has Gloria Ferrer Winery Uh, This is a really well-known wine company. Um, Their brand is absolutely everywhere. Um, It was beautiful. So you drive up to this winery, and it has a very long driveway, and it has the vineyard on both sides of it. And you go up, and you go up to this immaculate. It was absolutely beautiful wine tasting area and terrace where we sat out there. Um, It's actually the wine tasting that we chose to do was about an hour and a half long and we did the taste on the terrace which my mom and I sat and we looked out over Sonoma and probably the best view from any winery we went to so for views and for pictures this is definitely it. The food was also perfectly prepared so with every single wine that came out I think there was about five wines that we tried. I loved absolutely all of them. There was a it was a Blanca. Blanca is a white wine. It's absolutely delicious. I'm going to link all of that stuff there. They all have wine clubs that you can join and get stuff shipped to you. If you're not the biggest wine drinker, you can just pick out a couple that you like and ship it home to you. They specialize in that because obviously you're not going to be putting too much in your suitcase like I did. Um, but yeah, this was amazing. For each wine that you were tasting, there was a pairing of food and, um, they everything was just so perfectly prepared that I couldn't 
even put into words really how great this one was. All these wine tastings are somewhere between like, uh, this one was around $100, I think. So it's not a very cheap wine tasting. When you think of wine tastings down in Florida, at least, you kind of go get a couple of wines, you write down which ones you like. But this actually having the pairings, and these they have very skilled chefs in back who curate the menu to go with all of these wines. So we ended up, one of my biggest tips for going on these wine tastings and wineries is we bought this wine tasting book that was almost like a kid's coloring book it looked like, almost like a journal. And we would write down, okay, this is the wine that I had. This is what I liked about it. This is full body or this was X, Y, and Z. And it really helped us keep it straight. And then we would write what winery we tried it from. So yeah, that was really cool. And then we actually had an Uber driver who we were telling that Gloria Ferrero was one of our favorite wineries. And she was saying how she's actually driven around the owners of Gloria Ferrera. They're a very old company or a very old couple from Italy and it's just kind of cool to hear the history and the wife doesn't speak any English and um, they've just expanded so much and they really have not lost their touch. Um, all the service that we had when we were in Napa was absolutely amazing, starting with Sonoma. The people who are in the service industry there, they just didn't have any business for the past two years, and now they're starting to vamp up again, and I'm telling you, it did not disappoint. So if you're going to start your trip, start at Gloria Ferreira. Um, I would recommend for that day to splurge and hire a driver, just so then you don't really have to worry about calling an Uber or any of that kind of stuff. So we made this our longer day was the first day. First stop, Gloria Ferreira Winery. I'll share pictures. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen them. The next place that you're going to go after about that hour and a half uh, wine pairing and tasting. And then you're going to go to Domain Caneros Winery. This one was when you search best wineries in Napa Valley, this one really comes up. They've done a really good job of branding. They're all over social media. Uh, this one was absolutely amazing. You it looks like you're walking up into this humongous castle. It's absolutely breathtaking and they have all these stairs and terraces. And this one we were focusing primarily on bubbles. So they don't call it champagne. Apparently that's from a very that's a very specific wine. I did not know that prior. So these were bubbles. Um we ended up doing the pairing that was called Bubbles and Bites Journey to Spain, and they're constantly changing that. Um, I think right before we came, it was Journey to Morocco, and it's about $95 a person. Um, so this is our second winery that we're doing in that day, and by this point, we were getting very tipsy. We were, each place was around five, six glasses of wine. I know it's tastings, but they pour very generously there. This was absolutely amazing, too. Like I said, they had little pairings that go with each wine that you should be um, tasting. And with this one specifically, there was um, a certain bubbles that we tasted with beets. It was a beet salad. And I never thought that I liked beets, but this was absolutely amazing. And the entire place, if you were looking around, it's there were to so many people doing, there were bachelorette parties going on. There were so many people who were there as couples. Um, my mom and I, however, I think it was a perfect thing for us to do. And especially with two people, we were definitely feeling ourselves at this place. And then we also ended up 
buying some stuff from the gift shop too. They had these glass flutes that were absolutely amazing, um, artisan crafted. And I ended up buying them because my mom said that she liked them. So I, I was like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom and I ended up buying them. So cute, but definitely you can kind of see what works into your budget. Uh, we did a specific pairing. This one was really high quality, more of a, I wouldn't say a snooty vibe at all, but it definitely was like higher class, whereas like Gloria Ferrero felt a little bit more chill, although it was very elegant too. Um, Domain Caneros, you could literally have a wedding there and it would be one of the most beautiful things. They have a lot of different events going on there too, but we definitely couldn't have done a third winery that day. By the time we were done with Domain Caneros, we went down the steps, did some more photos, and then got back with our driver who then took us to downtown Napa where we were staying. But those two were definitely, oh, they were great choices. And I'm so happy that we went there because we were spending a lot of money to get to Napa that we really didn't want to go somewhere that wasn't highly reviewed or didn't have the reputation because, I mean, if we're only going to be in Napa for three days, we really want to get our money's worth and there's so many options. So those were two really good ones. And when we told people we went there, they were like, yeah, those were good choices. Okay, the third one that we went to, this one is very famous, which I've never heard of it before, but the Robert Mondavi Winery. On their bottle, they have this arch um, on the bottle that is actually the entrance of their vineyard and winery in Napa. So I thought that was so cool. This was definitely very epic scenes, classic look. Um, it had a bunch of different like monuments around and just had a really thought out design of the entire property. So this one was really cool. We um, actually got to do some culinary experiences there. This was the most expensive by far. It was $165 per person. Um, it's under the category of culinary experiences. And this one that we did was vineyard to table lunch, which it included a tour, which was about 20, 25 minutes. And it was really nice because we got to see the property. We got to see where they store the wine, the barrels. Uh, we got to ask questions. We had our own tour guide, obviously. And then we got to sit down for lunch and the food was absolutely amazing. I've never liked fish though, and they were serving halibut, because apparently fish is really good with wine. So I, I definitely learned a lot and expanded my palate. But yeah, this one was really good. And it was interesting because a lot on this tour, more than any of the other ones, was definitely geared towards couples, honeymooners, and smaller, more intimate groups. There was just all couples of about two people. And a lot of the people we were talking to, they were on a special date. The other ones were honeymooners. So it was really cool, very special. The pictures were beautiful. And I loved that we had a little bit of freedom to kind of like walk the properties, take some videos, take some pictures. And Robert Mandavi has been around since 1966. And they have just so much going on there. And it's very mystical, they always say, too. And their quotes are amazing. And honestly, they were saying that the Robert Mondavi wine is served all over the place. So you've probably seen it wherever you buy your alcohol. So that was really cool, too. By this point, we were like, man, we've been to a lot of wineries. We've tried a lot of different stuff. We've been eating so good. And it definitely gave us that Napa feel. 
And also, if you're starting to wonder too, okay, like where do I stay while I'm there? What do I do? All those questions. I'm going to be releasing an episode very soon on about all of that stuff because I have the hookup for all of you. So far with these three wineries, you will not be disappointed if you go. Although everybody's experience is a little bit different. The reviews for these places really speak for themselves. And as long as you're in a good mood and high spirits and having fun, that's really great. The Robert Mandavi Winery also kind of geared more towards reds. I'm not a huge fan of red, so I skipped out, I think, on one glass because I'm like, I'm not going to drink it anyways. Uh, so that that was cool and one of the most top-notch experience experiences, absolutely. And then the fourth one that I'm going to wrap it up with is Jam Cellars. Okay, this place is awesome. So... When I started figuring out I'm going to Napa, I started reaching out to make some connections and kind of let some people know, especially with having a travel podcast, travel blog, especially being on TikTok as much as I am now. So I reached out to Napa River Inn where we stayed. I'll give you guys so much information on that. But they also had a lot of connections with Jam Sellers. Jam Sellers is kind of really changing up the game to make wine tasting a little bit more hip, fun. They include music, live music, concerts. Their vibe inside of it has like couches and some booths. And it's just not your typical feel of what we felt when we were at those more not even established brands. They were just have been around for a long time. You kind of get that traditional vibe. This one was really cool because while we were having a wine tasting, they started a concert. The energy was much higher. The crowd was younger too. So it was cool to kind of get a different balance of that. And also we could walk there because it was in downtown Napa, which also saved us money on we didn't have to Uber anywhere. We just could walk and then we could kind of putz around all in that area too. And then the jet, the jam sellers. Honestly, if you go inside of it, it has so many picture spots that you can do. Everybody was so incredibly nice too, which makes like a huge difference because like we're able to ask questions or we don't know something and people really do try to help you and they want to inform you and it's super educational. But the people of Jam Sellers, they've just branded in such a magical way. If you look at their website, they have like the bottles are like yellow and bright and happy. And they really specialize in this butter Chardonnay, which I really liked. But I also liked their wine called Sugar. And eh, go figure, I love sugar. But yeah, so that was super cool. And then the fun fact for you all is the for Jam Jam stands for the J is for the husband John and M is for Michelle because this couple started the winery together and they even have a podcast called Jam Happy Hour. So it's really cool because I didn't see any of the other wineries doing that. I was looking up to see if any of them were on TikTok. They really weren't. So you can easily shop their wines online and order it right to your doorsteps, which I highly recommend. And it won't break your budget either with Jam. And then the last thing about them is that they're also the sponsor for the renowned festival called Bottle Rock. Prior to going out to Napa, I had never heard of this festival, but I got to talking with one of our Uber drivers who was absolutely awesome. She was telling us how Bottle Rock Festival is one of the coolest festivals because it's everybody's just drinking wine, chill, but you're getting 
all this great music. I was looking that like one of the headliners is like Luke Bryan, Metallica. There's just so much going on, but it's everybody for a couple days chilling out, doing their thing. A lot of people fly in and apparently the whole town of Napa is completely booked during this Bottle Rock Festival. So I've linked information to that too. Definitely look into that because that's got to be such a great time. And that's definitely going on my bucket list of what to do. So from all of these places, there's absolutely more that you can visit. But those are definitely four that you want to put on your list. And let me know if I've missed any. Let me know if you go to one of them and it's your favorite. And let me know if there's any tips to get some discounts at any of these places too. Because it it's not ridiculously expensive but it definitely adds up when you start going to all these wineries so um as always enjoy be safe and let us know if you've ever been so bye guys love you